and welcome back to another episode of Civil Discord. I am one of your hosts, uh, part of this weekly dose of radical curiosity, Maurice Jones. And with me, as always, here more often than I am, is the um, supreme overlord of liberty, Amanda, out there in the People's Republic of California. Amanda, how's it going today? Uh, it's it's going well. I uh, I just I got I got my hair done uh, this past week in the sole maskless mecca in Los Angeles. It's really like it. I don't know how they're getting away with it, but it, it's fantastic. Um, so that that was nice to be able to sit in a chair and get my hair done and not have to wear an N95. Whoa, whoa. So somewhere in Los Angeles, they're not requiring you to wear a mask. Somewhere in Los Angeles, people are sane. Yeah. That's wow. I mean, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. There, it is no Dante's Inferno. We're not abandoning all ye hope, ye who enter. Like we're not doing any of that. We're hey, there are some 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 areas that we're like okay, like there is hope for some people who enter this area. Exactly, exactly. So there's you know the little bright spots always make it good. Little bright spots for for, for sure. Um, I I don't know about bright spots as far as um things that have been happening over the past week just with COVID um, and so forth. It, it is, it is. Um, I will say, somebody was asking me the question the other day, like, do I think that my school district, that my high school was shut down because of COVID cases? Because they, they are on the rise. Mm. Um, I probably have, I think in one of my periods, I've got about four kids who were out, who've been out, who were out all of last week and probably going to be out most of this week because they tested positive. And we have the 10-day quarantine um, and so forth, because our school district decided not to change when the CDC changed from 10 days to five days and, huh. and so forth. And neither here nor there, like it is what it is. Like if the school district says that, like, hey, this is what we're going to do. This is what we seem fit. At least they are sticking to their guns and saying like, hey, this is the standard that we are setting. I've got no issue with that right. at all. They're being they're being consistent in their belief of how things work and so forth. And it was very much like a, hey, OK, like it was. They, they they pretty much told us don't get tested unless you actually unless you absolutely need to because it's a because if you do the close contacting as soon as you test yourself you have to quarantine and there, and 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 if you weren't um if you're not really showing symptoms then then what's the point of you actually taking a test and 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 so forth and 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 all kinds of things or whatnot it, it wasn't like a we we don't it, it was more of like a, hey we advise you to do this this way partly yeah. because if you take a test, we don't pay you. So you're out for oh, wow. a week. Yeah. You know, if you're out for five days, we don't get COVID days anymore from the government. So, you know, we're not going to foot that bill um, to you, which, which I, I mean, I can understand. So as a, you know, as an employee, I would say like, Hey, if you're not paying me to, um, to be homesick and I, and I, and I can't do anything virtually within the school district because, our scores are so low and kids don't learn that way. And mm-hmm. everybody has a luxury of learning virtually. Mm-hmm. Then why would, unless I'm like actually sick and showing symptoms and coughing in somebody's faces or, or things of that nature, then why would I go and assume that I am sick just because somebody around me was sick kind of thing, which is, which in my opinion is typically how I live my normal life. Yeah. Like yeah. if I'm around somebody who's sick, then I'm like, okay, like, Hey, they're sick. I may, you know, let me make sure I check my, my, my temperature and so forth. The basic things but if I'm not out here coughing and sneezing and doing all this kind of stuff and spreading mucus everywhere, then maybe I'm then, then I don't need to make sure that I'm sick and quarantined and and doing all that stuff. I, I just feel like that's basic nature, though. 
And well, no, and it's a smart way to look at it. It's a smart policy for your school to have because otherwise we are closing things down based on positive cases. If you're symptomatic, I get it. But if you're right. not symptomatic, and especially because these, these tests can be positive for up to 12 weeks after we heard that from Rochelle speaking on personal <laughs> capacity, Walensky herself, they can be positive for up to 12 weeks after infection. So if you don't have symptoms, then I feel like testing is going to create more problems, especially, again, because we are quantifying cases and not hospitalizations or deaths for some reason. We think cases right. are the be-all, end-all. They're not. If, you, if, if, you're, if there's a stomach bacteria that 99% of people are, have no symptoms for, you don't shut down society for that kind of thing. So, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And and I I always have to re reiterate things in this manner because a lot of people when they have conversations with me they always think like oh he doesn't take COVID seriously and this that or the other and I'm like no like I do I actually a guy who I went to college with um his wife just recently passed away um and I don't know if it's with COVID or from COVID mm -hmm. but um she was she had COVID and they were at home quarantining mm -hmm. her situation got worse. She went to the hospital the day before he posted on Facebook, hey, things were looking great. And then the very next day, things took a turn for the worst. And the day after that, he had he, he had said like, hey, she passed. When I so super sad, like, yeah. and so I, I completely understand that there are people who are who are at risk, more at risk than others and so forth. But um, overall, I, I um, even though I know people who have passed and people who have had it and, and have bad stints, it doesn't change my stance of, I don't think we should shut down society because of, of, of a virus that we cannot contain. Like it is very much something that, that, um, is an issue. I mean, and, and we're seeing how this uh, impacts a lot of people. I mean, even in the sports realm, and I don't have this on the show notes, but going into um, people who, people who follow tennis a lot, like it's Novak Djokovic, um, yeah. I mean, he's he's the, the Serbian. He's ranked number one in the world in tennis, ranked number one in the world. And because of politics and how he viewed vaccines and so forth or what he has said, speaking publicly about specific things, um, Australia literally re revoked his um, his his ability to participate in anything in Australia. So he can't participate in Australian Open. Um, yeah. They said, no, sorry, you're getting kicked out of the country and going back to wherever you came from. Mm -hmm. Um, and he tried to fight it in the courts and he was very, very, um, civil about it saying, you know, uh, it's their decision. I don't agree with it, but I, I get it. And of course, Australia was like, well, we've done a good job over here, you know, keeping our cases low and our death rates low and this, that, or the other. And I'm like, yeah, because you were literally, literally putting people in camps yes. and, and forcing people to stay home at the threat of a, uh, at the threat of a barrel, like literally people staring down a barrel to say, Hey, I guess I'm not going outside. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's not like you guys are, it's, you guys are forced people to do stuff. And that is their country. Um, I don't agree with it. Not at all, but that is what they're doing. If people respect that, they respect, I don't respect it in the least bit, no. but, um, but I honestly do feel like, especially cause the, I think the Australian open starts tomorrow, at least in the United States for our viewing pleasure it starts on the 17th um so i and and him being the number one person in the world like there are only when you think of 
tennis and you think of male tennis players, typically you think of three people right now, casual tennis fans. I'll say this. You think of Joker. So Novak Djokovic, we call him Joker. Call him you think of, yes, <laughs> Novak's exactly. Yes. I like that. You think of um, Roger Federer mm-hmm. and you think of Rafael Nadal. You used to think of Andy Murray, but he just kind of fell off the face of the earth um, after winning his Wimbledon championship. But now knowing that you you have just other no-namers who casual fans will not enjoy. Well, I'm in the phrase. Casual fans will not typically tune in to watch on those networks because like, I don't know who this person is playing. So why would I watch them? You know, so I, I will see when, when it comes to ratings and so forth, as far as the Australian Open and how that actually does have an impact. I think I, I think it's a good thing that you are seeing more and more um, big name, big name stars taking a step back and saying, hey, like I'm taking a stance somewhat on this on this covid vaccine issue on on covid itself issue, as opposed to just being um, and, and as opposed to just being a follower and just sucking it up and taking a vaccine that that they feel like they shouldn't have to take away. So, I mean, kudos to Joker. Um, I Hope I, I wish things would have would have um, gone differently for him, but unfortunately, when you're fighting against the state and when you're fighting against an actual country that 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 is so set in their ways, then um, I mean it's very difficult to lose. But this could be the start of something special, start of something good. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. You, I think what's doing it for people in the main is the fact that they're finally realizing that the vaccines that they are very effective at preventing severe illness. They don't seem to be effective at preventing you from getting COVID. And therefore, not allowing people to participate in society or whatever because they're not vaccinated seems a bit counterintuitive or it seems a bit meaningless because anyone can spread it. Anyone can get it. Anyone can spread it. And in particular, it's now starting to happen to uh, to people who are the types of people who report on this, right? So it, it's happening now. You have people uh, in mainstream, in, in corporate media who are getting Omicron and they're realizing, oh, wait, this will just continue to happen like the flu. You right. get the flu vaccine, sometimes you still get the flu. It, it happens. So I, I think that's what's that's what's turning more and more people. Definitely. And, and um, I mean, it's if if that's what it takes to get people to just say, Let, let's get back to life the way this was, the, the way things were. And and I, I understand that when you go through, I don't want to call it when you go through things that people can deem as traumatic experiences. Yeah they may not want to go back to what was normal back then. So I've learned to accept that. It's like, okay, you know, maybe things aren't going to be the same. I'm still always going to have that plastic glass, plastic plexiglass between me and my cashier when I go to the grocery store. Like, okay, like, do I think it's ridiculous? Yes, I think it is. Like, but um, I mean, is it really going to stop anything? Mm, it is what it is, especially when I go down to the other side and I'm bagging my own groceries and I'm literally the same distance in which I was standing in front of them from the cashier. So like none of that changes anything, but Hey, I mean, if you want to give the the look and feel of, Hey, we're trying to protect you from, from different sicknesses and whatnot. Okay, cool. So I've learned to accept that. 
Um, but ultimately, this this concept of segregating people and being able to create some sort of system in which we we pit one side against the other that is not something that I will ever get used to and no. will ever be normal for me um regardless of where I am in life and even though I am very much a contrarian in popular belief even though I am very much a a person who does not mind um and I need to make sure I phrase this in the right way I do not mind confrontation. Um, I it, I want to make sure that is done in a proper way over something that that needs to be confronted. Yeah. Um. So so if a business is putting up plexiglass, I'm not. That's not. That's nothing for me to say. Like, okay, you feel like this is you're putting money. You were taking money out of your own pocket to fix these things. So that so then okay, that's you. As long as you're not forcing me to do something that I don't want to do, then by all means, you know, hey, we can keep it moving. And, uh, and, and, and move on from there. So that's yeah. just how I view it. Nope. That makes, that makes sense. The, the plexiglass is a, is, is a modest intervention that I, that I really don't mind. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, but speaking of COVID and how people are reacting to things and, and, and how, um, uh, how things are being interpreted, even from Australia and, and so forth. I'm not sure if anybody's been sleeping under a rock. I know I have been for the past few months, but even me sleeping under this rock, I have heard that a Supreme Court came down with a couple of rulings this past week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of, and, and at least w- within the COVID worlds, one of which is pretty much saying, OSHA, you have no right to put, to, to, to make, um, let me make sure that I say this you have no right to say, "Hey, private businesses, you have to inv- you have to enforce a a vaccine mandate for your employees." Right, right. Which, which is a good thing. Um, they have also said that if you are a federal worker, federal employee, so the healthcare workers who work for federally funded, um, who work for federally funded hospitals, all of them. You, yes, right. <laughs> you are required to get the vaccine. If that's what the government is saying. Yeah. So, um, Amanda, your thoughts on everything. My, my thoughts on everything. So first of all, or initial I, thoughts, I should say. my initial thoughts. Yeah, I was, well, I listened to some of the hearings and as many people know by now, uh, Justice Sotomayor asked some, well, it, there weren't even questions. It said some just truly false things uh, that were incredibly disturbing to hear from a Supreme Court justice. So, you know, things like 10,000 children are incredibly sick with COVID and are in the hospital and on many of them are on ventilators. There Mm. is no part of that statement that is within the realm of squint and turn your head. And maybe there's a syllable that's partly true. There's nothing in in that statement that is within the ambit of possibility. Um, so I think we knew from the start that OSHA was not going to have the legal authority to, to enforce this mandate when it came down to it. Uh, what this was all about was trying to get as many employees to get vaccinated as possible before this decision came down. So you do this right. a lot. You want people to do something, but you don't have the authority to do it. So you just say, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna do it until I get in trouble. And then maybe 
over that period, over that time lapse, uh, there will be enough change that's happened to my satisfaction. So I, I think that was always the intention um, behind the OSHA mandate. The hospital mandate is, I think, technically, it's it's justified legally. But here's, yes. here's the issue, and this is why I would say to people who are, you know, Medicare for all fans, for instance, one of the major issues with Medicare for all is that, this, so this demonstrates, if taxpayers fund one another's care, the state has a far stronger justification for regulating behavior in the interests of lowering health care costs. And it will happen. And it will happen for things that you do not like. It will happen for all kinds of things. Uh, and we see this with, you know, with, with the hospitals. Well, technically, we give you money. So you have to do what we say you have to do. That makes sense to me. But that, I think, is an argument for not being dependent on the state, like you're dependent on your parent giving you an allowance. And if you don't do what your parent wants you to do, they take away your allowance. The moral of that story is don't be dependent on your parent giving you an allowance. Exactly. It's not do what your parents say. The, the moral of the story is never do what your parents say, ladies and gentlemen. That's <laughs> how I've lived my life and I will continue to do so. Hi, mom. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I, I, I agree with you definitely with, with the with, with the concept of when you are depending on somebody, then that then they have you within their grasp. If if you are dependent on them, they have power over you. So even I I, I take a look at this even my in, in in my own life as far as um, work is considered, you know. So do I am I am am I strictly. Um, um, behold it to the to to my employer as in do i constantly am i relying on them for my paycheck or am i doing other things to in case something were to happen let me make make some adjustments to where i can make money somewhere else as opposed to my employer which which i feel like a lot of people should be doing in the case but these hospitals don't do it's a hey, you you have to do everything that the federal government tells you because, or you're going to lose the funding that that we offer. And I can see why, from a from a business standpoint, from a hospital standpoint, I don't want to lose any federal funding, like mm -hmm. at all. If they're giving me money, then I want to make sure that I maintain how they give me money. So let me go ahead and follow their rules. That being said, I would. I would I would be surprised if one hospital comes up and says we're not doing this like go not. ahead and cut our funding. I don't think anybody's going to do it. I don't think anybody has the has the gall to do anything like that. I don't think anybody has has the uh, uh, dare I say cojones or huevos to to do things like that. If if they do, I would back them 100%. I'm like, "Yes, like okay, how do I make sure that I go give, give you money within with within a situation that if I need to go to the hospital, I make sure I go to one of your hospitals. Oh, I don't. So th that is what I would do. And and I think, man, like if they had one hospital that did that, that was a nationwide hospital, like you would see a lot of Republicans who I will get to into them in a minute, um, flood to that specific hospital. You will see a lot of people, Republicans, libertarians, um, people who, who are anti-state 
would flock to those to those specific hospitals because they they don't understand like okay this is a, this is a is an entity that is really taking a stance and saying hey you know what we're sticking up to the state we don't believe in your mandates uh, because we we think that you should not have the power to regulate what we do within a, w- within our four walls, and so we will not be we will not be so dependent on you to where we have to do what you what you tell us to do. Um, and so even the, that with the first part, um, or w- w- with the second part of, of of that specific judgment, the 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 first part being, hey, you know what they they ruled OSHA's not being able to do this, which I'm 100% for. But that being said, here is where my frustration lies with a lot of this. Uh, every time I was on social media, everybody would talk about the first part of that and nobody would address the second part unless they were like, un- unless I was on a libertarian page. Libertarians, they would have both both rulings. They would talk about this and they would talk about the second part. It's like part of it's good, part of it's bad and so forth. Anytime I would talk to any conservative, I would say, or any Republican, anybody with an R next to name, they would say, oh, yes, this is great. Supreme Court ruling, blah, 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 blah. And I would have two issues with it. One is you don't address the second part. The fact that they are literally the fact that they are saying we, we are taking funding from you because we're going to force you to be man, um, We're going to force all these healthcare workers to be vaccinated, which makes no sense in the sense of how things have operated within the first year and a half of this pandemic of they weren't vaccinated and they did everything and they were able to do this. And now all of a sudden they, they were short staffed then, and now they're short staffed in the same specific spot, but it's, Oh, well now you have to be vaccinated, even though it doesn't protect you from actually getting it or spreading it kind of thing. So, um, but all that being said, that was my frustration. And then you would hear like, when I feel like this should have started a conversation of the constitutionality of OSHA mm. and how that should actually function. And the proof that Republicans are waiting on the Supreme Court to say, hey, whether or not this OSHA um, mandate is constitutional should really go back to the fact of, well, is OSHA constitutional? If we're going to base things off of we're, we're moving towards liberty and we're moving towards the concept of back to a constitutional republic that everybody that 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 people with ours next to their name love to promote and say we're not a democracy we're a constitutional republic like okay well can we at least start moving our way back to the constitution as opposed to conceding the fact that osha exists now and th- this may be my ancap mind talking i don't know but that was literally an issue that I would have. Like, wh- why is nobody even addressing this th- th- this specific part of this specific ruling? Like, let's let's talk about that. Let's discuss it. I don't know. That's just yeah. my thoughts. No or part of them, at least. And I, I think that you're, you're probably correct that you know you have you have to bring this case on certain grounds. I would have a hard time understanding or, or believing that someone could could get a case heard on the grounds that OSHA itself is unconstitutional. Right. Fantastic. <laughs> but uh, that, you know, that that would be part of part of the reason, perhaps, that, you know, you're just you're biting off way more than you can chew there. You're making up way, way too, way too much of a case. But I agree. I mean, as, as long as there's bureaucratic creep to this extent, these 
mandates will continue to happen for all for all sorts of for all sorts of things for all sorts of causes uh some of which certain people find objectionable and then you know it reverses the pendulum swings back um i liked what you were saying though about this you know fantasy hospital that doesn't take government money <laughs> and while i think that is incredibly unlikely i and i agree with you there what might happen what I can see happening is having all of these doctors and nurses who don't want to abide by the vaccination mandate, especially now that it's endless, right? Like, especially now that it's, oh, no, no, you're not two and done. This is this is just a thing now, ladies and gentlemen. Right. This is just constant. So people who are like, not so much. No, I don't really want to. Given the givens, I can imagine these independent doctors and nurses now kind of gigifying that space and mm. you know having having independent physicians that and i you could have this and on an app basis you could have this on any sorts of levels where you would have independent practices and that could be a type of revolution in the way that we regulate or poorly regulate the healthcare industry that would be interesting. That's something that I would be intrigued to see play out, especially because it's happened with so many other industries that one wouldn't mm -hmm. expect, right? Taxis, right. Um, food delivery, um, right. teaching, even just so many things, podcasting, media. So right. that, that I could, that I could definitely get around that. I could definitely get behind. If, if something like that were to happen and this just me, just me, me thinking, would I have to give the federal government credit for for us moving to something like that because of their uh, their force or pushing of the hand would cause people to actually move away from that. I, like like is is that me giving credit to the federal government? Like, hey, I'll give credit where credit is due. Yeah, I, I mean, mean that's kind of like me giving. I do. I give the federal government so much credit for the fact that I have uh, done well investing in cryptocurrency. Because they huh. have so devalued the dollar that if it honestly, if it were not for inflation being so rampant and so terrifying to me and me saying, mm. if I don't do anything, I will be worse off than I retire than I am now. Yes. If, if not for that, you know, I, I wouldn't have gotten into cryptocurrency and, and DeFi and that would be that would be sad for me. So, right. I, yeah, no credit where credit is due. You're absolutely right. Like kudos but i i i think um just going back to this whole constitutionality of osha um my in my frustration I, I i don't want people to actually like take it to the supreme court and so forth i just want somebody to say look we don't think you're valid we we don't i mean it could be just like a group of a group of healthcare providers just say you know what let's go gig um, gig industry and, and let's be able to do, do things on, on an app basis or whatnot. You can get a bunch of employers who would say, look, like we're not going to give, we're, we're not going to create horrible uh, working environments to where, you know, this, that, or the other, but we're just going to say like, OSHA, like get out of here. Mm. You know, like, like we're not going to adhere to things that you do because we don't, we do not recognize of you being of you. We do not recognize you being something that has been established um, under the constitution. And I would love to see that. And I guess like my, my first, it's at least just have the conversation 
in in the sense of Republicans or conservatives don't conserve anything. They don't. It has been. I mean, even let's let's take a look over the past ten years. When it comes to Obamacare, they were always talking about you know because because prior to the Affordable Care Act, there was no coverage of pre-existing conditions. There's no coverage. There's no coverage. There's no coverage. And at the time, conservatives were fighting the fact of like it makes no sense for you to cover pre-existing conditions because then you're going to cause premiums and stuff to go through the roof and so forth. Fast forward to today. Now you've got everybody with R's next to their names talking about, oh, well, we're going to cover your pre-existing conditions. We're going to cover that. We're, and it's, it's, it's so frustrating because it's like, well, what are you conserving? What are you actually doing? And it's, it's, it's very frustrating. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, now the Democrats are the ones saying, you know, if, if you haven't been vaccinated, we're, we don't think you should have coverage. I'm like, oh, how the turntables. Exactly. As, as, exactly. As Michael Scott. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's. It's so frustrating because we um I talk about that with the Affordable Care Act. You can talk about it with with everybody's beloved Second Amendment. Now, I am an avid Second Amendment person if I was a constitutionalist, like 100%. I mean, Second Amendment to the T, as in people, I mean, I, I know I've said this before. If the government is allowed to have it, I should be allowed to have it. But we are so um to the point to where conservatives are, well... Let's let's stop these regulations as opposed to instead of and, and it's it's more of like a, hey, let's just conserve, 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 as opposed to actually go back to the way things should have been originally, mm-hmm. which is which is why I, I feel like a lot of the times um, conservatives lose these battles. Republicans lose these battles because they're too busy trying to be on the defensive and defend, 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 defend. There's no offensive um, output for them for anything. And so you always when you're always made to look like the bad guy and you don't want to be the bad guy, you concede some points. You concede some points. And so where it used to be, oh, no, every single um, every single gun law is 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 a violation of Second Amendment to where it's like, oh, now only if it violates the the NFA, so National Firearms Act. And it's like, okay. But now it's like, okay, so only if it violates the law, the c- current laws that we have on the book, then then it's a thing like, so, you know, if, if you have a a person who in a certain state has a, has a, a, a firearm that, that they're supposedly not supposed to have, then that's a crime for them as opposed, and they haven't done anything to anybody. And so you will see Republicans just go in on those people saying, oh, well, so-and-so shouldn't have been riding around with drugs and a firearm or whatnot because that's illegal, instead of understanding, like, well, what did he do to lose his right to own a firearm? You know, and, and so it's it's very frustrating to see people say, pe- people only stop on surface levels when it comes to specific decisions and, and so forth. So when you see OSHA, when you see things like the NFA, when you see things like the Affordable Care Act, which was only deemed, which which they ruled as constitutional, but I mean, the Supreme Court has been compromised long before today. Supreme Court has been compromised since long, long. Um, Supreme Court has been compromised, in my opinion, since Marbury versus Madison. Like, <laughs> let's be real. That, and, that, and that's 1803, 1805, one to two. So um, that's just me speaking. But in, in, in light of all that, I want to urge anybody who's out there listening, if you are a Republican, if you are a conservative, 
Start having deeper conversations than, yes, we want a Supreme Court case. Get on the offensive. Start doing things that, that, that will say that will force a change to where I've got to give credit to the federal government for forcing a change into things like, oh, I'm giving credit to the federal government because because of my depth of knowledge in the cryptocurrency. I'm giving uh, credit to the federal government because of what they are doing with the healthcare industry and how they are forcing healthcare workers to quit their current jobs and move into a more technologically advanced um, country or, or, or industry to be able to provide healthcare via an app, via the phone and so forth. And be able to, to heck, if, if you can create something to, to where I can look at your symptoms and, and take your, take your temperature off of a camera, then I mean, the, the, the technology is out there. If somebody's willing to download that to their phone and provide that to their healthcare provider with the security and so forth, then, and the government has forced people to do that because they're forcing everybody to get vaccinated, then give credit to them. But I, I just, I wish people would take conversations just a little bit deeper than, Hey, they made a decision in my favor. So let's move on. Yeah, you brought up so many points there. Well, one that I one Sorry. that I was no, 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 it's fantastic. <laughs> I was like, I, I enjoy listening to this. It's it's great. It makes my job easier. Um, you you brought up the you know the court rulings and all of that, and it's corruption. And you know, ever since Marbury versus Madison, I was it, it reminded me of something that I understand why everyone goes ape shit for stare decisis. I do. I really do. I understand it. However, my perspective is that stare decisis ends with the Constitution, all right? So every okay. time, I, I get it, but so many bad decisions have been made by people interpreting the Constitution according to their whims, and then they are enshrined forever because stare decisis, stare decisis. Go back to the document, because now what we're doing is we're not even referring to the Constitution. We're referring to somebody's right. interpretation of the Constitution. It's like playing telephone. Starry exactly. Decisis is just this big game of, of legislative or, or appeals court telephone. And it's, it's not, I think it, it's not the be all end all that many justices claim it is. Now, again, there are people who disagree with me and that is, that is fine. But continuing to hear people harp on stare decisis and the level of, you know, the, the, the strictness, the rigorousness that must be met in order to substantiate a deviation from stare decisis, I say that ends with the Constitution, because that's what the Supreme Court is ruling on. You, I, so, yeah, another thing that you, that you brought up that I wanted to that get to was important is this you know, what are, what are Republicans conserving? What are conservatives conserving? Really, the Democrats are the conservatives now. And yes. I, I mean that culturally. I mean that I even mean that economically, because if you look at what Elizabeth Warren is saying about, you know, about Amazon and tech giants, it's just this nostalgia for the old way of doing things yep. where we had we were able to have a certain level of oversight and and where maybe there wasn't the level of innovation that there is today but people were kept safe as elizabeth warren understands it it is an anti-creative anti-innovationist philosophy and right now the democrats have it the only reason yes. the republicans don't have it is because the republicans are ideologically rudderless right now yes 100 percent. so like 
they they are all over the place. I, and I, I I completely agree with you, especially with the um the the concept of I'm just going off of previous court cases and not going based off of the um what is actually being said. So the stare decisis that 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 meaning for those of for those of us who don't know don't understand that that is a concept of I am I I am making my decisions based off of um previous court cases and and how they were tried and, and outcomes of that that is one of the reasons why I was not a big fan of Brett Kav- Brett Kavanaugh because he was talking about he looks at previous court cases and not necessarily the actual documents of which of 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 what those set court cases were brought up against same way with Amy Coney Barrett like I I wasn't a fan of her because of her views on oh well what what are the what is the word that I'm looking for Precedents. Mm-hmm. What are what are the precedents that have been set on previous court cases? It's just like, well, what if they were wrong? Yeah. Like, so you and with with that mentality, you were implying that human beings are one hundred percent correct in every single in every single decision that they make, and you were not and 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 not trying to say like, oh, well, maybe their thought process was wrong about this. Yeah. Maybe the thought process was wrong about this. Maybe the person who who brought it to the courts argued it, and, you know, argued that the, the entire case completely and utterly wrong, as opposed to saying like, what does what does the actual Constitution say? If your only job is to judge things based off of constitutionality, why are you looking at anything outside of the Constitution? Like that makes to to me. That makes zero sense. It is that that is that is kind of like saying my wife and I are having a conversation. Okay. She goes and she tells her friend, Hey, well, you know, this is what Marie said, this is what Marie said, this is what Marie said. Her friend goes and tells one of my good friends. And instead of and and it's like, oh, my good friend is instead of coming to me saying, Hey, did you really say this? Because that's weird. That's not like you. That doesn't make sense. Instead of doing that, they go back to the the person who my wife told, and then they go back to my wife. And then by the time they've come back to me, they already have their mind made up. And I'm like, and there's no change in that. It's no, go directly to the source. And I am, I I, I will try not to go too, too far off in, in, into religion or so forth. But with, with me being, being a Christian, when, when I go to church and I hear somebody say something, okay, I don't take it at their word. What do I do? I go back to the source material, which for me is the Bible. And I say, okay, what does this say? And I don't just stop there. I go, okay, well, what was the Greek word for this? And and so I look into the Greek. Okay. This Greek meaning is this. Okay. You know, is it, I look at the Hebrew. Okay. This is the Hebrew word for this. This is how this, this is what this word means. You know, when, 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 when we're looking at, you know, people saying I am and so forth, like Yahweh and these words mean something. And so instead of me trusting the source of somebody else and somebody saying this and somebody saying that and commentary here and commentary there, which is not entirely wrong. I'm not downplaying that like right. that can help you in your decision making. But if if you don't know, just go to the source and understand the source and then move that way, as opposed to what we've been doing with establishing precedent and judicial review, which was not constitutional. But w- w- when you look at judicial review and and now reviewing that everything that the Supreme Court says is now law, which is 100 percent not the Constitution. And 
we're and we're judging everything based off of precedent, 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 previous court case, previous court case. It becomes this whole muddled thing where you were, you can't find, you know, the forest for the trees when you're actually trying to find what is actually in the Constitution. And that's where we get to where we are today, because everybody's so confused. And well, so and so said this and this court case said this and this court case said that. Whereas we have a document that literally tells us how everything is supposed to be done. And it's very simple. It's an easy read. It is a five to 10 minute read, depending on how fast of a reader There's you are. It's a little pocket thing that people, that yes. people carry around. Yeah. I've got like three of them. Bless Cato. Yeah. No, I, and I, this is not to say that precedent shouldn't be considered. This is right. Uh, obviously, if you don't consider precedent, then you, then you have activist judges all over again. You're just making, exactly. making stuff up. It's to say that so you gave the example of, of Christianity and Judaism. So you have multiple commentaries on, on the Bible. And each of those commentaries is grounds for a disputation. All right. There are always back and forth. The Talmudic scholars, that's the point, is they're arguing with each other. You don't go and you don't, you, you don't say, well, Maimonides said such and such, so I guess the case is closed. <laughs> no, that never, ever happens. And for good reason. It's because you are supposed to ask questions, because you're supposed to scrutinize. You're supposed to say, well, Maimonides said this, but he also says that, and he's interpreting this in this way. So therefore precedent and prior decisions can be grounds for understanding why that decision was made and then saying, all right, that was the error right there. It's it's not to be taken as absolutely infallible. Right. right. And 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 like you said, I I, I am not saying we throw out precedent. Right. And I, I, I'm not saying that in the very least. What I am saying is if we rely too much on precedent, that is a big issue. And we see that all over the place. I mean, that that's kind of how we've wound up with where we are today, where we view the opinions of people so much and we fail to actually go back and and read the actual court cases, the documents, why people ruled the way that they ruled. And then we and then in, instead of going further back, saying like, OK, like I don't quite understand that this was the argument that was brought up. So, I mean, e even going back to the to the Affordable Care Act, where it was, hey, it was ruled unconstitutional because of the tax. She was like, OK, well, they just got rid of the, they, they just got rid of the, the penalty for not having um, health insurance. But you still but you still have to have it like you have to fill out and say that you don't have it. And and the, the, all that penalty and stuff like that is, is now gone. But it doesn't change the fact that people have said you have to have health care like that. They, they are saying that that's constitutional. So do we like that precedent? Like that's one. like all of these things are it's it's it becomes very, very, very sticky situation when you rely too much on that and not not balancing out as it should be done. So yeah, you're absolutely right. But so um, you also got something over here on the uh, on the, the 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 legislation for is it John Ossoff. Yeah, I, I introduced said, I some legislation. Ossoff, but I mean, I don't think it I. It, it might be Osoff, but anyway, yes. Osoff, Ossoff, Hasselhoff, um, Baywatch, Hale. whatever it is. It's all yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. He's actually introducing um, some legislation to ban members of Congress and their spouses from trading stocks. Yes. It's quite interesting. It's, it's an interesting thought process or a thought experiment, I should say, um, in talking through this. Because when, when I first hear it, I'm like, hmm, that's intriguing. Like, 
I don't quite know how I feel about that. Um, because they, if if we talk about insider trading and so forth, and that's illegal, then they could. In, 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 and I feel like we've touched base on this a little bit in previous episodes. But if if they have some insight into what into what legislation is going to come forth, then they will know what stocks are either going to skyrocket or what stocks are going to plummet. So I know whether I can buy or short some of these stocks moving forward. So I thought it was. But that was pretty interesting. Yeah. What are your thoughts on it? Go ahead. Yeah, no, and that's a good argument, right? If you know that that the government is about to buy 10 million doses of a vaccine, what are you about to go and do, my friend? (laughs) But and so I'm I'm looking at this now. So you've actually got two competing proposals. One does come from Ossoff uh, and co-sponsored by Kelly. And another one is coming from our very good friend on the Republican side, Josh Hawley. Who is not our very good friend? Um, in fact, I, I don't think he is. No, uh, but both of them are kind of have the same thrust. Although Ossoff's all it would also uh, include dependent children, and the fine would be the entirety of uh, one's congressional salary. Now, mm. the uh, the interesting thing about this, and and you hit the nail on the head with it, is you said if we know, or if someone in the government knows that there's about to be this legislation, right? If someone knows that a certain type of legislation is going to be passed. So the problem, it sounds like, is not that people in Congress are trading stocks. For sure. Like the problem is that people in Congress have way too much congressional influence, not just market influence, not just consumer influence over how a business is regulated, how it conducts mm. itself. So it sounds like the problem is the government's footprint. And right. first of all, I never feel good about about barring access from the market to anyone. I, I don't yeah. think that people should not have access to something because of their profession. But if there's a problem with their profession that compromises uh, the integrity of a certain market. Let's talk about that problem. Let's not mm. say their profession is the problem because it's mm-hmm. not. It's causing a lot of problems. But the problem is that we have a lot of influence in terms of regulation that is usually quite damaging, A, to the market, B, a lot of times to smaller players. So that, I think, would be the issue. Right. And there's there's also the what I was thinking, what I was thinking earlier is that the government, if, if, if the government isn't allowed to participate in the market, how much do you think they will care about Mm. whether the decisions they make negatively impact the market? Will they even know? They won't know. They won't care. They're not stakeholders in any of it. They can just right. regulate onward to infinity. Exactly, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I, 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 I was looking at it like this when, um, when, when I, when I first read it, um, because I, I, I completely agree with you. I, I, I don't want to remove people from participating in, in any sort of market, whether that's the actual stock markets or anything, um, along those lines, because. I mean, it's, if, if I'm a free market person, then 
I, then I should have under I should operate under the assumption that everybody should be allowed to participate in said market, whichever it is, unless you were doing something that has caused you to remove yourself from said market. So and and th- we see things happen like this within within certain industries. So if you work within certain financial industries, uh, you're not allowed to be a day trader of some sort or or you're not allowed to do specific things. So that's that has already kind of been established in the private industry. Um, mm-hmm. So you'll see certain people aren't allowed to. Um, I think like they're 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 not allowed to specifically day trade specific stocks because those are in their portfolios. So what most people do in that case, they just don't day trade at all because they 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 don't want to ruin their career over something that is insignificant to them in the grand scheme of things as far as their career is concerned. So we we've seen that already set up in a private industry, but even then they they are not trading those they're not allowed to day trade not because of the manipulation that they can have on the stocks but because of the 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 they know they can see ahead of time like they have more they have access to more things than let's say we do as a regular I do as a day trader they they get access to it a whole lot faster they have the the ability to use their tools and skills to to do certain things. And so their employers have said like, Hey, we're not trying to um, go through and, and go through all these loopholes and save you guys. And I, I feel like a lot of that is federal regulation as well mm-hmm. too, but um, neither here nor there. I mean, that is here or there, but understanding that they do not have a direct influence on a company that they have no kind of power over. So whether that's, um, Hey, you know, you brought the example, we're buying 10 million doses of a vaccine or Hey, uh, GameStop is moving too fast, mm-hmm. so let's halt the let let's halt the stock for one entire day of trading. And and I've been I've been day trading for right around a year now, and so uh, a lot of times, oh no, it's been longer than a year. It'll, it'll be two years. So a lot of times, people don't realize that halts happen all the time. Mm-hmm. Like they, I mean, we have a scanner, a halt scanner that, 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 that I've, that I watch that literally tell you how many stocks are, are halted. I mean, you go through that thing. There are hundreds of stocks that are halted on a daily basis because of market manipulation and so forth. Or, or they, they base it off of the concept of, well, we don't want people to lose a lot of their money. So this is falling too fast. So we're going to halt that. But the fact that people have the the power to say, hey, don't do, or, or hey, we're going to stop this stock from trading is an issue. The people, the fact that people have the power to manipulate companies that they have no business manipulating is an issue. And I I think until, I don't know if we'll ever address that issue. Um, I guess this is my wishful thinking, but I the, the, it just goes back to my previous point about the whole OSHA thing. It's we're when when we look at issues like this, we are looking very much at a surface level. Everything that we do is very surface level. Oh, well, since these people have this power to do this, let's instead of let's take the power away from them to manipulate companies, we say, hey, stop doing this. Like it's it's so it, it's a very and it's very frustrating, and it becomes a very cyclical thing of well, take the take away this power, and take away this power, take away this power. 
And do you honestly believe that the people who are in power are willing to give up some of their power? Like that just, oh, hey, you know what? I've been making a whole lot of money off of, off of you know, knowing, knowing ahead of time what legislation is getting ready to come out or even the thought of legislation is getting ready to come out that's going to be voted on in a committee. And the those specific things have a huge impact on the market. Because like, hey, it's, it's just a thought process. You know, you, you, you'll have a, a stock go up two, three, four hundred percent just on rumors. So if I know that ahead of time, hey, you know what? Tomorrow this is about to come out. Then here we go. Let me make sure I buy this today. It's at five dollars. Tomorrow when I wake up, it'll be at thirty dollars. And here we go, kind of thing. And it's 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 just something where you have to remove the actual power that people have to manipulate companies and markets and so forth. Well, yeah, and the entire problem with GameStop from from the state's perspective was that oh oh wait, this was a rumor that we didn't put out. This was right. You know, when other people put out the rumors, it gets dangerous. When other people put out the rumors, people get hurt. Yeah, the mm-hmm. problem that I have is too is that it reinforces the notion that certain people shouldn't have access to wealth making opportunities because they have a certain job or they already have a certain amount of wealth or they have a certain amount of expertise or lack thereof, right? It's the right. same idea. Well, if, if, you, if you have less income or more income, you shouldn't get this opportunity. And again, it's, it's ignoring the actual problem. I think you brought up a good point that it is very unlikely that this is going to get passed. So Ossoff can now have that wonderful vote, uh, vote acquiring experience saying, oh no, my legis- my virtuous legislation didn't get passed. I'm going to buy more Moderna now because I, I have to, I had, I tried to stop this, but I could, yeah. So that, that can happen. And that's, that's a strategic move. Um, but yeah, and in general, the way to fix this problem is to limit the amount of influence legislation has in the market, not the amount of monetary influence consumers have. Right. Definitely. So everybody should be an ANCAP. So that's what I'm hearing. That's what I'm hearing. And the point of the stock market is to be manipulated. Literally everything is, man- if, you, if you participate in the market, guess what you're doing? You're manipulating it. Yes, you are. You are. You buying that share at that price causes the price to go higher or lower. Bitcoin right now, right now. Yes. They said it couldn't be done. I'm doing it. <laughs> you were just, it's, it's when, when we do it, we don't do it on the, the, the massive scale that everybody else has the ability to do so. But you were always, you are doing some sort of market manipulation when you're in the stock market. Your 401ks, people, your, was it 403bs? Whatever you use to invest in your retirements, forms of market manipulation, just throwing that out there, regardless of what your financial advisor says, it is. It happens. Oh, well. So, but that is it. Thank you guys again um, for listening to another episode. We are so great to be here on a weekly basis. Um, we hope that you guys learn a lot from this and, and that you actually enjoy listening to us. Spiel. I know today we didn't talk about what happened to us in elementary school as far as civil wars and in 1776 and debates and Patrick Henry's and all that stuff. So, um, but nonetheless, we are always here having fun, always here um, being able to agree and disagree on, 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 on some things as well too. 
please, please, please share the show. Share the show with a friend, a family member, somebody who you believe needs to hear this, somebody who you believe um, doesn't need to hear this, but you know will like what we're saying. Um, we don't want to be an echo chamber. We would love to have people who, who who would disagree with us. I love having those conversations all the time on 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 social media, um, whether whether it's TikTok or or Instagram, having people who who have disagreements with me. So please share it with them. Please leave us a five star rating and review because we know we are worth every bit of those five stars, regardless of what you do. Just leave the five stars, give us a great comment, and we will be sure to to adhere to whatever constructive criticism that you guys have for us it is all gravy um do all of that uh follow us on twitter it's civil discord pod follow us on instagram civil discord podcast uh, amanda on twitter because she is very active on both of her twitter accounts ajax the griff and then follow me on on instagram it is call me maurice just like this the joker steve miller band some people call me maurice kind of thing so um do all of that and we will be, we will be back next week with another episode of civil discord till then y'all be easy and stay fierce